This is Albanian Stories, a series of interviews about unique Albanian people from our diaspora and their extraordinary stories. Hello, Olza. Hello, Georgi. Thank you for doing this. Thank you for taking your time on a Sunday to do this for the Albanian Stories podcast and for everyone out there who will have an interest to listen on your story and other Albanian stories. It's a joy and a privilege. And it's a Sunday, but it's a great Sunday here in Houston, Texas. And I will always be available to you, to my fellow Albanians anywhere in the world. It's my joy, truly. Thanks a lot. Um, tell us a bit about yourself as a <laughs> successful lawyer. Like, uh, when did you... Um, you were born and raised in Albania. And yes. then when did you move? How old were you when you moved to yeah. the US? Um, I moved to the United States in 1998, so I mean, obviously I was, you know, over 21 years old. Um, no, I'm sorry, it was 1997 actually, it was 97, 98 was a different story, 97. And so uh, I grew up in Albania, I was born and raised in Albania, I was actually born in a very tiny city. Um, my mother and my father visited the in-laws there, and so, you know, my mom, you know, it's called Libraj, this beautiful, pristine city that I love so much, I have family there, so I was born there. Um, and so, you know how the, the, the parents, the mother, you know, the wife always followed the husband. So my dad's family was there. So my mom was there. Um, and so I grew up in, in a small, tiny city um, and my primary education was there. So like elementary education till the eighth grade in Albania. So we're talking, you know, again, 19, early 80s. Um, so thank you for, for commenting about, you know, my, my job. I am an attorney, um, but I love being an attorney. I'm an immigration attorney. That's what I do, but it wasn't overnight. So yes, I, I think I've done well for myself, for my community here, but it wasn't overnight, right? I had to go through the basis, the education, which, which I think the core education was in Albania. I think the strongest education I received was in Albania. Now we, I grew up personally during communist times. So I remember, I don't know, the, the youth right now probably don't remember, but I grew up during communism, and it's part of history, right? That is part, when, you, when you go back to say, I was maybe not fortunate to live it, but fortunate to know the history and to understand it. Because when I came to the United States, I met friends from all over the world. I met Chinese and I met Russians um, and Koreans. And I understood them more than anybody else because I know what that means, right? To come from a communist country. But my best memories come from Albania. Um, again, my elementary school was in, in Ibraj. Um, I started English there on the, the fourth grade. They had English, so I was chosen to do English for fifth and sixth and seventh and eighth grades. And we had the best teachers. Um, we had no computers. We didn't know what computers were at the time. We had no, um, the books, uh, everybody should know the, the little books, essentials, starting the old yeah. ones. So They were passed on from like generation to generation, like the same yes. books with Yes, the old books, but listen, whoever had it, one had it, and the 10 of us like would be around and try to learn, think about it. But, but despite the difficulties, you know, and we just did two hours a week, right? I mean, that's how it was, but during the elementary school, but it was an incredible, I just, I, when I think about our teachers, the, the, the talent we had in our teachers, now they were very strict. <laughs> I remember they were super strict. If I did anything yeah. wrong, my mom... There was no phone calls, but they would go and meet my mother wherever my mom was. And they did this for all students, right? But I remember the teachers were, were just, just wonderful. I remember the vision of how, how lovely they looked, you know, with, you know, dressed pretty and, and kind. And so, so I was very fond of languages um, and social sciences. And the teacher told my mom that, you know, I should be very good at it. You know, I'm very good at English. I'm very sharp. I do well. 
And so then after my um, eighth grade, I applied to attend the um, High School of Foreign Languages as in Bokshi in Tirana, Albania, yeah. which was great because my family, my mom's family is, is in Tirana. So if you think about it, my father's family is from Blora, historically, and my mother's family, uh, you know, they live in Tirana. They, my mom was born in Schroeder. So I have people from, you know, all over. Albania. Everywhere. Um, high school was then in uh, foreign languages, which I, you know, it was all English. Everything we did was in English. Uh, there was a lab, I remember, that would be there once a week. Again, it wasn't, you know, you need to understand was still, the foreign language school was the best school, you know, at the time. I don't know, I'm, I'm assuming it's still the top school there, but but we had students who did different languages and we all felt very cool because we could speak English and to each other <laughs> and nobody would understand us, you know. Mind you, it was still the communism time, it was very strict. Um, but what a what a education, I think, what a great education that we learned, that we learned so much. A friend of mine sent me a, a not too long ago, sent me a, um, a, a picture. And I don't know if you want to see it someday. I'll, I'll be more than happy to share with you. But it was a black and white picture of us in high school in the for, in, in Asin Bokshi. Now, it should scare people. But I mean, when, when you look at that picture, it's black and white. We all have like coats because it was so cold. We have our world. There are like, I think it's like 40 of us in the classroom. We're all piled together. So it's a very sad picture to see. <laughs> Today I was like, oh, poor me then. But, but it, it is, when you look at it, you're like, what is that? But what is impressive about it, it was very cold. So I remember looking at the, the you know, where the high school is, right? It's, you can see, you can see the forest. You can see, um, you know, Lichenetiana Park. And so you could see, I remember looking at the, the windows because there was no windows. There was two or three windows and there was no windows. It was so cold, but there was no windows. So we're all bundled together. But what, what I see that, and I think, and I look at my friends, at least half of us are all over the world doing great things. So there are doctors, there are engineers, there are attorneys in England, there are friends who are doing um, design in America. So my friends, we, we came from that and we grew and we, we rose to something wonderful. So I, it makes me very happy. So when you see it, it's a sad picture, but you see it's, it's, it's really happy. Um, in the end, because it tells me the story of how great we've done, right? So if you so if you're determined, right, you push on, you do what you need to do to not only be successful but to help others. So I'm very proud of my friends as well. So this is my high school. Um, then in you know I attended the, um, the University of Foreign Languages for English, and then from there on I had an interview at the U.S. Embassy. Embassy had just opened, and then I came to the United States with a student visa. I went to the University of Texas in El Paso studying for political science and linguistics. I was always passionate about linguistics. Um, I obtained double degrees with honors there, and I attended a, um, a pre-law institute program, which was initially geared for Hispanic students oh. <laughs> in El Paso, Texas. So there were a bunch of Hispanics, and then there was a, a someone from Africa, and there was also from Albania. They were very kind to us, so they let us in. And so they helped us apply, they, they mentored us, and so I applied for law school and I got accepted to a few law schools and, and I chose University of Houston, they were very kind to me. So graduated from the university, um, I was very passionate about immigrants, so, so then slowly my field became that of immigration. I took you know licenses and developed my skills and um, I worked for a very large firm initially um, for over a decade and when I was competent and I had the means to do my own, I started my firm 
Khan immigration two years ago, and we do exclusively immigration law, and I'm very grateful. What so is, that's my story for a little bit. Yeah, yeah but um, <laughs> for, for things uh, for you, like, well, not ex not exactly. Somehow all of us, like, have this sense of moving away and, like, getting away from wherever we started off. How much time it took you to go back, like, to visit again? Um, so when I first came to America, I was here for a year, and then I was lucky to be accepted to a program in Greece in 1998. So, so then okay. I went back to Albania to visit my family in 1998, which I was very fortunate. Oh, okay. Uh, I was there for, for, for New Year's in 1998 to 1999, like that December, January. And, and so that was special. I, I was just so excited to go back. Um, but then I finished my college. I didn't. So I finished the university. For the next four or five years, I did not go to Albania. Because you need to understand, as a student, Every time is precious. And, and, you know, we're talking early 1990s, right? Maybe mid-1990s. So, you know, the, the budget for every student is very limited to, to get that ticket yeah. to visit them. And, and so I did my best to contact and phones and all the things I could at the time. There was no Zoom, right? There was no Zoom or, or, or anything. Or, you know, so this was difficult. But, but I kept in touch, of course, to the best I could with family and friends, always, always with my friends. Um, but... I didn't go back, I think, till, till later. Um, my family, I was fortunate. My family, actually, even my grandmother, bless her heart, the best, my grandmother, I love her to death. Um, um, so um, when I graduated, I was fortunate to have my parents visit and be their part of my graduation. Oh. Uh, which was such a huge you know, <laughs> honor for them to see what I had accomplished because I, I always felt like, I wish my parents were here to see what I've done. But they were there, they saw everything was wonderful. And then, um, of course, later on, I got married. So my grandmother came with my parents and my sisters. So it was—it was. I've been very fortunate. I think I always knew how to handle immigration and, and the consulates, and because I, I took care of my family coming here and going back, and it was—it was a joy. So I visit as much as I can. Um, I wish I could visit more. All Albanians will tell you this. We always have regrets of not visiting more. Um, and, and as I grow older, and as I'm more in my profession, I'll visit more. Um, so, but it took, it took, you know, the second time I went to like with five years and then I visited back a few years um, later. So I've been, I, you know, the entire time I've been here, I've been trying to go with three years if I can. Um, the last time was a good four years ago and with COVID I haven't traveled, but obviously it's home and I cannot wait to go visit everybody. And this year is the, uh, is the, is the youth capital of yeah. Europe, which, yeah. which, which is so impressive and so beautiful. And I look at our youth and so with so much hope, you know. And of course, Tirana looks stunning. It's a, it's a huge... Um, I remember how it used to be, like, the gap between generations, like... Yes. Uh, now, the gap is even wider between generations, and the age groups, let's say, are smaller. For example, now, there's a huge difference in people that between... Even if they're, like, five years apart. Yes. It used to so be, like, 10, 15, something like that, and now it's, like, a huge difference. There were some big like cultural and political clashes that like affected everything. So and even the movement of people around and abroad from Albania abroad and from the villages to the cities and to smaller cities to bigger cities. It was all this like for all these years like has been like this mix of movement around and um, as you can like testify yourself or like witness yourself in America like all the people like coming in from all over the world like it's yeah. People are moving well, from everywhere. Like. But that's the beauty of it. Migration and immigration used to be, you know, people always left because of a need, right? And, and, and a lot do today as well. 
But when you think about it, particularly now in the 21st century, a lot of people go for experience and they go, you know, they go and come back. Like they go, you know, so, so immigrants, you know, you know, it's, it's part of changing the world. Like when you have immigrants moving around, it's part of changing the world. And so, so, you know, during communism, I mean, nobody could come to Albania, really, and then we couldn't leave the country and, and nobody knew about us. But I think now with, with so many people around the world, um, definitely America, um, you know, we have we have Albanians everywhere doing great here, but also in Europe, I think they're seeing our community, they're seeing our people. And, and the new generation is actually being born in Europe, right, because of yeah. their parents and everything. So to see them do so great, it's just a joy because nobody could see us before and I think they can see us now. So people will be moving and it's part of life, you know. I'm all, I'm personally for open everything. I mean, not necessarily open borders, but, but I'm, I'm for open trade, open borders because People have the right to live wherever they choose to and share their experiences. And I think we're better to share our experiences with the world. How's the, uh, how is built or how does the function the Albanian community there in Texas? Or in Houston, because like Texas is a whole... Yes, yes. Well, the, Houston has a community and, and I'm happy to say that there are so many communities of Albanians around the United States. Um, I mean, I, I'm sure around the world, but around the United States. And so... Dallas has its own community because, you know, it's a, Texas is huge and our, our cities are huge. So, yeah. so Dallas is a great community. Houston is a beautiful community um, and it's called Arboria, of course, it's Albanian. Cool. Um, with so many Albanians. Um, there is a school, a, a, we even started, I think, one of the first in Texas to start our, our um, school in Albanian language. For, it's called Uda Shkronjave. So it's for, for kids who, you know, want to learn Albanian, right, for the new generation. Because when you grow up in America, it's very hard, you know, unless you speak it every day, Albanian is, is a rare and beautiful language, but it's not an easy language to learn. Um, so our, there are different schools in Dallas as well, but Houston is its own school. And it's all run by teachers, Albanian teachers who are volunteers. So nobody pays for that. They just, they just do it because they do it on the weekend because they're passionate about our culture and our language. But the, the, subjects, so the subjects that are taught in the school are, uh, is just Albanian the language or even there are subjects like geology or physics that are as of Albanian. right now, it's, it's the Albanian language. Oh, okay. um, we actually had not too long ago, I think a couple of years ago, we had the uh, um, US, the Albanian ambassador um, to you know to the United States um, bring some books in Albanian. You know, it was very nice. They brought books in Albanian. So, so there is a lot of so they learned the language, but they learn music through language. They learn our songs. They learn our some part of history. They learn um, our poems, panoli, and all that. So, so when we do our we always celebrate um, Independence Day for Albania, Independence Day for Kosovo. We celebrate our New Year's and Children's Day and Women's Day and International like Mother's Day, all of these things. So there's always a program from the kids and they all come with their beautiful Albanian costumes. So to answer your question, it's not it's not a school where you can do everything in Albanian, like geography and, his, and, and you know geology or physics, which I think would be ideal someday. But it's a start. Actually, but this is a great start because it's about the language. And it's about the culture and the history and, and our music and our poems and our art. And so it's actually wonderful. It's very wonderful. And it's run by volunteers, which is very special. You know, nobody gets paid to do this. They do it because they love, we all love our language. So it's a great community. And it's, uh, we have music all the time. And, um, you know, we invite singers from Albania, which we love, you know, so it's been cool. What is the most famous Albanian you might have met during the year there? 
Yeah. You know what? Actually, it's hard to say, but my favorite singer of all time is Irma Libova. Okay. It's all. It's my favorite of all time. It's Irma. Irma is like you know my mira. And so when she came to our um, Independence of Albanian Independence Day, sang. It was just. I mean, amazing, and I have pictures with her, and I was like the biggest fan. It's all of us girls, and we just like a picture. It always shows up on my Facebook, like every every year, yeah. because you know I absolutely love her. I hope we invite her again, and um, I mean I look forward to to visit her. I I want to meet Aurela Gatti because she's from Laura, where my dad is. So okay. Aurela, if you're listening to this, um, I've communicated with her. She's wonderful. So all of this, uh, you know, I like Albanian, strong Albanian women. That's where my love is, you know. Um, so I've always, I've been passionate about, you know, women because there's so much strength in Albanian women, men too. I'm not, I'm not, you know, you know I don't want to be like men are going to say she hates me. No, absolutely. <laughs> but, but I love Albanian women. I come from family with strong Albanian women. My grandmother spoke of them from my mom's side and dad's side were very strong women. Um, my mother is a very strong woman. My sisters, both of them are uh, doing great around the world. One is in England, one is here in El Paso and beautiful are very strong women. So I, 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 my mother-in-law is a very strong woman. So I love strong, passionate women. And, you know, so if I wanted to meet one Albanian woman, woman would be um, Mother Teresa. Everybody loves Mother Teresa. I think she's probably the strongest of all of us. I mentioned her all over and I listened to her, like to her messages and to her books and to everything. And I have her inscriptions in my heart. Um, but those are the Albanian people that I really like. You know, again, I've been here over 20 years, so it's so hard. Uh, but I look forward to coming back and, and meeting all the strong. Um, yeah, you're right. Actually, if we didn't have strong women, we wouldn't be here. Like we would be like I don't know, all <laughs> over you. the place, all Thank over the place. Thank you for exploring. Well, no, it's it's the same discussion we were having. Well, it's the same discussion we were having with uh, with Gazim like uh, before um, on the interview before. It's uh, this idea that uh, we are suffering from having weak men in our society. And these weak men are actually those who get to present themselves mostly as strong men. But it's just like, you know, this typical, like, obsolete figure of the, like, you know, the honorable man with nothing yeah. to, to do are whatsoever. Are you talking anything. about politics or are you talking uh, in general? Uh, yeah, in general, you know. And it's like, um, we actually need more support from women on raising these men. Right, just like mm -hmm. from when they're little, because they keep repeating the pattern of their own fathers. You know, I like they marry, yeah, they, yeah yes. you know, they spoil, they just spoil them, and they just like have different rules for boys and different rules for girls, which might that, have sense, might make, might make, make, well, might make sense, <laughs> mm -hmm. but it's like uh, when it comes to uh, choices, like boys are free to choose whatever they want to do like girls are more like no you can't do this you can't do that and like boys go sure. out in the world go boys go out in the world like totally unprepared undisciplined and they just like they end up in trouble or they don't have the life yeah. they might have had while girls go out in the world just to get married yeah okay i, I understand what you're telling me and, and i and i understand your points um it saddens me to hear that you know, a little bit, because I, I was hoping that this new generation, we're talking about the new generation, right? I was hoping this new generation would be hopefully better. Um, so I don't want to blame the mothers. Let's not blame the mothers. No, mothers I'm just In a relationship, so I want to be equal to both. But, but listen, in the end, right, we all grow up in a society. And 
I understand when you say that women are brought up differently than men. I grew up in a society when that was that was it. I know that. Um, and my parents were strict parents, and we were three girls, so maybe four boys, they wouldn't be not as strict. I know that. In my personal life, that discipline helped me handle things. Not being spoiled helped me handle the world. Yeah. Helped me be successful. And I'm not saying successful to, to, to brag. Successful because I came in a foreign country. Um, everyone who comes in a foreign country, um, woman or man or child, they are on their own, right? Especially if you're an immigrant. Like you, Things are not handed to you. You've got to earn them. And when you come with discipline and a sense of being humble, being brave, being strong, being grateful, right? Having respect for women, which is a priority for all men to have. I, I know I know I'm not gonna judge Albanians. I mean I, I have a lot of friends who are Albanians who are wonderful. Um, but again, they had very strong mothers. And so without having that, you will not be successful in the world. So you can be a spoiled great in Albania. And I know I'm gonna get a lot of people for that. I don't care. I'm a strong woman, I don't care. You can be you can be spoiled brat and strong, you're gonna get whatever, but but if you want to be successful, that thing lasts so long. You're not going to be successful in the world if you do not respect women and if you repeat the sins of your father, as I say, or, or the mother, whoever it is. So you make a very good point. Um, there is no excuse, particularly today, there is no excuse. Albania is growing, is becoming such European, you know, I think eventually will be even stronger in Europe. I think we're doing relatively well um, because now they see our people, right? I mean, we're all over the world. So there is no excuse for, for boys to behave horribly, for men to behave like, like boys. So they got to step it up, follow the rule, respect women. Um, not, you know, when kids are grown up here, they're grown, they're, they're, they're do not touch a woman. They're told, no, you do not touch a woman as, as, a, as, a, as a girl, as a tiny, when you're tiny. If a, if a woman hits you, you don't hit back. Then you say, yes, men, each time. They're little kids. If you talk to little kids in Texas, particularly, they say yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, and they are little tiny, so they are, that's how they are raised. So you do not, no matter how hard, no matter how horrible, horribly wrong woman is, that's what they learn. You do not, you do not touch them on that. You do not hit them on that. So once we start having that conversation, since little kids, I know you're laughing. You're like it's not going to happen, but it's going to no, happen not, because women. The thing is, because because women, listen, women are not taking it. I'm telling you, I've seen what's happening in Albania. Women are not taking it. They're snapping back. All right. <laughs> well, not, not uh, they are actually. They're, well, the, the the discussion the discussion is um, they're divided in those who can uh, take action and those who can't even speak for themselves. And yeah. there are and there are the authorities and the institutions that should have the final say in everything that are not even in the discussion. I that's, see what you're that's, saying. That's, that's, think, the whole, think, that's the whole yeah. thing. I do think our government can do more. I think there's got to be more in, you know, from the childhood, but also our government, the educational system needs to be you know, more of equality when it comes to gender. You know, and, and, and Because I think that, that helps as well. But there is a problem. I, I hear you. I see the stories every day. Um, so what you're telling me, uh, it's, I completely feel and understand because it happened when I was in Albania and it happens now. I just think now hopefully there is you know, more of a choice for women, but, yes. but yeah, there is, there, is a huge, there is a huge problem. The problem exists and we need to, if we want to be part of Europe, we got to act like Europe, right? We got to get better. So well, now with, the, now with the, with the possibility and with the options that like women have on education and on entrepreneurship and like opening a mm -hmm. business and being more financial, more financially uh, 
independent. Yeah, the things are getting like for this category, it's like getting a lot better. It's a whole other world, like compared to yeah. whatever like what finances are like. Yes. You know. Um, yes. I think, what is I the? Think, yeah, sorry. Finish. No, I absolutely understand. I think I think most importantly for all women, I mean that's the first lesson. You got to be independent. Um, you know, and I tell this not to women who are married, not married, anyone. You got to be able to stand on your own feet. You got to be, you know, strong. You got to be independent. Um, you got to be prepared. Um, no matter how beautiful your life is, you know, you got to be prepared for for it, for um, you know emergencies and everything. So I expect, you know, I, I like when women are prepared and independent, and you know, you know, a lot of women like to raise children. I'm all for that. A lot of women stay home. I'm all for that, but. I'm all for educated, powerful women who just stand on their own, you know. Yeah, it's great to have a husband. Does this husband come? I'm happy, but you stand on your own. <laughs> does, this come from a, does this come from an attorney, from an immigration attorney, or is it just like this uh, universal no, wisdom? No, I don't really, I, I've actually, it's funny, I've been like this, you know, if you talk to friends, I might, I've been like this since, since, since Albania. Like, you know, I've never thought that, you know, marrying would, would change, you know, would make me better, you know. I, hmm. I wanted someone to be equal with me, but... But, um, and someone to share my life with, but I never, I never, I wanted an equal and that would have been great, but and that is great, you know, that I thought at the time, but, but a partner, not, not, um, you know, just someone of, of, of with equal ideas and to make both our lives better. But, but I always wanted to work on myself because that was my priority. So when I, even going through my schools in Albania, being married, you know, which was the norm at the time, it was never my, my biggest concern. Um, school and education was always my biggest concern. And, and you know what? My parents made it very clear to me. My mom and my dad, I was, I'm very grateful because to them, that's what they stressed for me as a little child, the independence and trying, you know, doing great in school. And, and that's what I tell everybody today when I give presentations um, in any language, by the way, whether it's in Albanian, English, or in Spanish, that, you know, I want women and men too to be independent, to be educated, to make their own choice. There's nothing more beautiful than making your own choices. I mean, we leave, we left our country, right? For me a long time ago, for better choices, for, for freedom. And you, you're free when you're willing and able to make your own choices and not depend on a man. So, so this is me being Albanian right. core, hardcore yeah. to you. Yeah. Uh, and maybe an attorney a little bit because I've seen things here, but, but. <laughs> we have this, we have this uh, sense of, we are sharpened in a way that like, I don't think other ethnicities or other nations, other countries have like, I don't know what is it in here. We are like, sh we are sharpened to a point that I don't know. Uh, how did that help you in your career? Because like an immigration like is like tough. Yes, you're right. You know, I, I, I honestly feel very grateful to be born in, to have been born in Albania. Um, and I have a lot of pride being Albanian. I always, my husband always tells me, he laughs, he's like, yes, your favorite, your favorite, you know, color is, is black and red. Your car is black and red, you know, <laughs> I have my flag. Um, you don't see it here, but I have flags and stuff somewhere. And so, you know, it's, it's, it's who I am. It's in my core and it's given me, I think the strength, the strength. Um, and again, I come from a very strong family of women. So it's given me the strength to carry on. And you say you're sharp. You're right. We are sharp. We're sharp because I think. If, if we think about Albanian history, I think I think our people are very sharp people historically, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, so so it's not it's not unknown that we come from from a generation of you know beautiful strong people, writers and women and all that. I mean, Mother Teresa. You tell people Mother Teresa, that's it. Shut up, everybody. You know, I come from the country of Mother Teresa. That's all you got to say. 
Um, in the Manitous, I wasn't six foot three or 185 centimeters. Um, she wasn't, you know, dressed in like diamonds. She was a tiny little person bundled with love and strength. And so it tells you, and she came from Albania. That's where she came from. No, that's where her parents and everything. So, so I think we have it in us. We have the strength, the courage, the sharpness, strong mind and beauty. I mean, you know, Albanians are beautiful people. Inside and out, I think, in my personal opinion. And so I don't take that for granted. So I'm going to tell you something. When I came to America, I felt very great about myself. Mm. I felt very great about my school. You know, um, I felt very great about the English language that I had. So so I only wanted to move forward and do better and better. Um, it's not easy. There are challenges. But I kind of, I kind of felt, and people are so kind. I'm going to tell you something. When people see you try hard in this country, they are very good to you. Okay. Doesn't mean there are no challenges, but they're very good to you. And so I think that when you're, you're, you're also kind, like I said, coming from a culture where I was taught to respect people. I, I was taught to respect the elders, right? And so I, I was kind to my professors and I learned so much and I was kind to my friends and, and that kindness, um, and of course sharpness, because I did my job. I studied very much every day. Uh, it, it tenfold um, came back to me with, with greatness because I was given opportunities that I would have not gotten had I not been, you know, the Albanian with strength and, and perseverance. But I, I see that strength and perseverance in a lot of Albanians here immigrants. I'm going to tell you that. Uh, and I have a list of great friends here who are doing wonderful things, doctors, lawyers like me, um, you know, teachers, engineers. Um, and Houston has a great um, academic community, you know, great, great you know, professional community. So I think it has helped me, you know, do great. Being Albanian never hindered me. I've said many, many interviews, I said, you know, I start my presentation with, my name is Orsali Gaikano and I'm an Albanian. I grew up in Albania. And that's my first sentence in every presentation. I want everybody to know. And that is special. That is very special. Being Albanian is very special to me. Um, and being, you know, again, an immigrant led me to, to be an immigration attorney. It's very difficult. I handle people's problems every day. They cry in my office often, but it's a very beautiful, you know, number one, it's a profession that I love, but also it's a very rewarding job for me to help others. Yeah. Would you change something of you of or our, if you had the powers to change something of you, of our culture, maybe that it's not, which is not, I mean, Right. Which is not um, good, which is like a, like a fault or like something, I don't know. Like. Yes, I would. I, I would absolutely, the next president of Albania should be an Albanian woman president, period. I, was, I would change that. I, was, I want an Albanian president today. I was thinking more something like more like a, something in your character or something in the Albanian character. Or oh, whatever. in my character, what I would change? Yeah. Ooh, what I would change? You know what? Yes and no. So maybe I have something that I know it, 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 it's a, it's a, it's, it's, it's a flaw. in my character, yeah. right? Okay. So I'm going to be polite how I put it so that you understand. Uh, patience. Patience. I don't have patience. That's an Albanian thing. Because I see it with my Albanian people. We don't have patience. Do you understand <laughs> no, me? No, yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, and I, I'm getting a little better, but, but, but I, I don't have patience. So if I would change that to, to more like calmness a little bit, to something like just wait, I think, I think that would be a miracle. But then... When I think about it, if I, if I had more patience, then it wouldn't be me. Yeah. Give me an example. <laughs> Give me an example, please. Anything. Oh, oh God. 
Yeah. Well, you know, like, I have to think about this, an example, an example. Like when I'm handling things, for example, with my clients, right? And I'm filing applications and I'm doing something great. And, and you wait on the government and you're just, you know, and I'm like, all right, I did it great. We should win it. Why are we waiting? Like, I'm like, I'm, I'm kind of impatient on other people's doing things, which I cannot control, right? Yeah. And so, yeah. so, so and, it's like, and it's like when I'm stressed, everybody around me is stressed. Right when you do a job, or or in my my or handling my you know taking my mother to a doctor. Okay, we're waiting forever. What is it? People never wait on me in my office. Why are they, you know things like this that you cannot control? And does it make sense? And and it makes me it annoys me very much and very fast. But then again, I'm one of these people that if there's something happening, I'm waiting. I have to inquire what's happening. So the doctor is is late. I'm like, what is happening to the doctor? Is he okay? Is there a problem? <laughs> Things are happening and waiting with my, you know, for my clients, right? For, for every immigration we're asked, the benefit we're asking. I want to inquire and find out, is there a problem? Do they receive it? Do they have an issue? So, yes, if I'm calmer, it helps me and the team. But maybe not being, or, or patience, not calm. Calm, calm is yeah. a different story, but patience. But if I'm, but then if I am as patient as I want to be, maybe I wouldn't follow up and be the persevering, fast, snappy person I need to be to help others. So, it's like it a double-headed sword. Um, yeah. I still think patience would be something good for all of us. Um, because even when I have my Albanian clients, they want things overnight. And sometimes you wait on other people. So I'm getting better as I'm trying to teach my clients. I'm getting better here myself. But yeah, patience would be something I would love to change. And yeah, it's not going to happen. <laughs> At least control. At least control. Have control over it. <laughs> like, to know where to... Yeah. Where to... I'm... Um... <laughs> What type of cultural and, um, I don't know, information or what type of content reaches you there? I mean... Mm, from Albania? Yeah, you know, from Albania, yes. Kosovo, unless since we are from Albania. Right? Yes, 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 this, and, you know, of course, Kosovo too. Like if you look at my, by the way, I want to make sure everybody understands, if you look at my webpage, I, I, I wanted my webpage, which is kind of immigration, to be in three languages. So it's in English, Albanian and Spanish because I speak those three languages and of course in my Albanian you have the Albanian flag and the Kosovo flag so everything is in my language because clearly it's, it's who I am so so yeah when I say Albanian it's everybody right because because Shiptarki and Shiptarki don't know yep um so so um I I I do get a lot of content um that is cultural political for my friends everywhere jokes everywhere um, um so it's 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 so it's, it's I get it all and, and honestly I I you know because my job, as I said, is stressful. I like to look at my, you know, phone and my Facebook and just or Instagram, and I see something and it's great. Like, like I said, I see Aurela Gatches giving her concerts everywhere, and I feel like I'm there. Or I see something political happening. <laughs> it's a lot of drama happening lately. I know that, and I'm looking at it, and I see how great the president of Kosovo is doing. You know, it makes me so happy. So I, fo I follow contact. It's in the 21st century with, with so much. Um, you know, um, contact tools for yes, access yes, for to, yeah. to you know the media through Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. I get a lot of it. Um, I get from everywhere. I get the humor, you know, from uh, Fake Off. I love it. <laughs> I mean, you know, how could you not, you know? And so, so I do get a lot of, of information, and I want to make myself, you know, uh, available to 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 watch that contact and be, be, you know, and, and of course I have family, so I communicate and see how they're doing. I have friends, best friends in Albania who are wonderful. And so of course I, I'm always uh, getting as much information because I want to be informed, you know, I want to be informed by my country. Is there anything like, um, that you would have, you would say to 
mm, all Albanians if you had the chance. But let's say this is your chance to say something to all Albanians everywhere. Yes, I mean, I think, you know, what I know about my people is there is a lot of pride in each and every one of us. And so I'm, I'm, I'm grateful for that. And, and I know Albanians love, wherever they are all over the world, they love their country. So I want, I want the Albanians in Albania and Kosovo to know that people who leave, number one, they don't leave because they don't love our country. That's not the case. We just, we just want to make it better. And immigrants never leave, right? We always yeah. come back. We always do something. So that's one thing. But I don't... I think if I have to say one thing for, for maybe the youth, I want to say that, you know, I came to this country in 1997 um, with very little, uh, with, with just my education and my strength that I had, my, my pride and my dedication. And, you know, if you commit yourself to, to anything you want to be, you can do that. And, and this is not a cliche. You can be whatever you yeah. want to be, everybody. No, I know. That's not it, but, but I came from Albania. I didn't come from richness. I came with a dream. I came, I mean, I think, I still think I was fortunate as well, but you know, but I find myself, I learned English and all those great things in Albania. But you know, I could do it. I was the girl that came from a tiny city with income like everybody else. My parents were not wealthy. Um, I mean, so I was able to do something that I think was positive, that it helps now a lot of people, not just Albanians, but people from all over the world come immigrate to this country and make a better life for the family. So, so I think any, anything is possible if you try to be, be like patient, which we don't have, we Albanians don't have, but also and, and try harder. But, I, but also for, for maybe something else that I, I tell, because this is, I don't want to create things. I like to, to, to borrow from the greatest mind of all Albanians, which I think is Mother Teresa. She says, not all of us can do great things, but we can all do great things with, can do small things with great love, right? So, so every little, every day, if you do something small to help somebody, that's what she means. She didn't mean like just go outside and save the world. But yeah. But when it starts with your family, so do something small every day. Like, you know, I mean, when I was in Albania with my friends, we didn't have a lot of money, but we would always share and buy coffee for each other. Okay, that's a good deed when you, you tell your friends, here, you can have a coffee and I can pay for it, right? Um, I mean, little things like this, they don't have to be great, but they make a huge difference. And I remember those things as, 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 as a student in Albania, you know, we'd all gather our little money and we're like, okay, two of us have, two don't, but can we pull together and get coffee today? And that was a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> you remember the days? I don't know about yeah. you, but those were the good old days when you start, with everybody for coffee was great. <laughs> you started with like, you started with pride and you ended up with coffee. You could have just said like, Albanians, be patient. That was... All about. <laughs> and that could have been it, right? Yeah. So, I have a quick round of questions for you. Oh, God, yes. Please, yes. yeah. Please focus. And it's the... We have this, like, lightning round that uh, we mm -hmm. uh, try to come up with a percentage of how much Albanian are you. Oh, God. And everybody... Don't embarrass me. It's, I'm 100% Albanian. Like, yeah, it's like <laughs> everything else is like... This can be totally like manipulated and uh, everything the results after. So don't worry, we can take out anything you want. And it's like, and not limited to etc. <laughs> okay. All right. How many people were attending your wedding? Uh, I had about uh, 500 people. Uh, which is stronger, Rakia or Gad? Rakia. Uh, what are your thoughts about Bamia? Don't like them. <laughs> I never. I hated them back as a little girl. Um, don't like them. I don't like them here. I never liked them in Albania. Uh, They're just not good. I never knew how to cook them. They're bad. <laughs>
Uh, have you ever uh, like brought food or covers or stuff like that from Albania to the US? Yes. Yes. For my wedding, my parents brought lokume from Albania, made to me. I don't know how they brought them from the Customs and Border Protection. It was horrible, but, but it was the best thing. It was in every table. Beautifully done. Yes. Baklava yes. or Kadaif? Yeah, it's cool. It's awesome. Awesome. You you didn't take even too much time for you to answer Rakia. I am Albanian. Like, you yeah, know what? I, used to, you know, the, I, I brought Rakia. I always bring Rakia, but that's not because yeah. I use it for like if there's a problem, health problem, we use it. So I always Rakia. Always. Yeah. Uh, thank you also for doing this. It was awesome listening to your story and to the whole thing and to your inspiring words towards all of us. And thank you for reminding us because we always forget that we have this pride in us, but we just have the pride that we forget how great we are as people. Yes. Yeah, yes. thank you Don't for ever making that. Yeah, we take it for granted. It's like we're great and we just like we just like go around as great people. We never act. Not never act, but sometimes we don't like go within right. us and we gotta, see. We gotta tap into our greatness, yeah. not as a show off, but as a but as a strength to serve others because that's what Mother Teresa did and that's what the good leaders do. So tapping into our greatness. That was that was awesome. Thank you all. Well, it has been a joy. Um I wish all Albanians all over the world, my brothers and sisters and mothers and everyone, you know, God bless everyone because um, you know, we, we love and I have have a lot of love for everybody. So God bless Albania and Kosovo and all Albanians and Kosovars wherever wherever they are in the world. Thank you.